Well, hello, happy weekend. You are back with another episode of Red, White, and Brown with Daisies.Lives. Shreya, Mira, and Michael. And we have a jam-packed weekend for you guys of things that we watch mostly in theaters, wildly enough. We have three movies for you. We're going to start off with Plan A, Plan B. Then we're going to switch right on to Vikram Veda, which was in theaters. And we're going to end off with Pony and Sylvan 1. And of course, as we like to go with Michael first in order... Michael, where are you? Where are you today? Where are you today? What just happened this week? Fill everybody in. What's the new? I, I am actually in California. So, I mean, I get teased quite a bit from, well, my team here at Daisy.Live for being in the sticks, seeing a lot more cows than I see people because I'm from Missouri, but I'm now actually in California, um, all settled in. And if you want to know what I was doing this week, I actually got the chance to watch a movie by the title Plan A, Plan B. So let me tell you a little bit about um, this movie. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this just because this movie was really, the theme of this movie has been told so many times and the way this movie went about it was not, didn't really make for the best viewing experience. Um, so I'll just be real quick with it. So Plan A, Plan B um, stars two veteran actors. We have uh, Tamana, Bhatia and Ritesh. I'm going to be really bad with this last name, but I want to say it's Deshmukh. Deshmukh. Oh, look at that. I nailed it on the first try. Ritesh Deshmukh. And they are playing two characters that do not like each other in this rom-com or what was supposed to be a rom-com. So Tamana plays a character called Narali. She's a matchmaker and does not really like her personal life. And she's trying to, she's finding it very, very hard to get over previous relationship and Ritesh is playing a divorce lawyer it's very uptight he's always on like tinder not really valuing like any like close relationships but he's actually not ready to divorce his wife either and he's just scrolling on tinder quite a bit as a divorce lawyer so you can find some irony within that but their paths cross inside of the office they actually find out that um, these two are working like right next to each other in the office and upon first glance when they first meet each other they do not like each other. They just butt heads quite a bit. And you can kind of just tell by the way they set it up, the way they frame it, that these two might end up growing closer as the film moves on. So that's essentially the film. And that's really all it was in nature. The rest of this movie was just us kind of watching jokes not land. Some weird, you know, like, I would say awkward framing, awkward pacing as well. But I mean, a lot of times in this, you know, with this being only a 90 minute long film, you kind of knew by, I would say, 25 minutes in how it was going to end. And you were just kind of sitting there watching, like I was saying earlier, some jokes not really land, some just dry character moments. And I was actually really upset because when I was looking into this, I saw that these were like two very good actors that were uh, going to be playing in this. And I will say like their ability to act was definitely not, I don't think that was what brought this film down. I think like overall, like, the script and just kind of how they were being told to deliver some of the lines uh, may have not really set them up for kind of the best, the best film. And, you know, with that said, as I was saying earlier, there's just a lot of like, they were just really, really rushing to try and get it to the end, but we all knew what was going to happen from minute 25. So, I mean, they could have let some of these scenes maybe play out a little bit, maybe let the actors um, have a little bit more uh, space. You know, you know, Michael, what I felt about the movie, it was like forced. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel the love between, I didn't feel them fall in love. Yeah. Normally in a movie like that, you want to feel the characters fall in love. I did not. I thought it was all staged. 
relax moment when they tell each other when they start like you know falling in love but this entire not only did it sound fake even the intimacy scenes were fake you know they were using a camera angle to show them kissing and you know doing all of that you you knew it was it was so obvious that nobody made it made it was so obvious from the camera angle that they were really not kissing so it was it was it was so badly done so badly done yeah. when you know your your actors are fake kissing and you can see the audience can see their fake kissing literally i mean why do you have to have them do intimate scenes if you can carry it that's one secondly i thought there was no chemistry between the two two at all they're they're really good actors uh, on their own you know singularly they have good career they've had good careers uh but I I didn't see the chemistry between the two of them. There were no looks. There, you know, there, there's no build up to the romance that you want to see in a rom com. So it wasn't even a com because it, because the comedy was so dry. I mean, the jokes, as Michael said, did not land. The jokes were really poor. The comic the comedic situation was very very shallow. Um, I I I haven't seen a worse movie in a very long time. It's not adding anything to your current rom-com experience. You know, there are thousands of movies out there that have, you know, told this, you know, kind of a story before, you know, the two opposites attract type thing. It's done quite a bit better. So, you know, with that, like, that's essentially the review, but feel free to read it on our page. We have to hold up to it by giving you another fantastic review. And we're going to talk about Vikram Veda, which was in theaters. M, what did you think? Okay, so I went with some expectations because uh, it's Hrithik Roshan, for God's sake, guys. He's, I mean, it's Hrithik, for God's sake. So I went with Hrithik expectations, and I know Hrithik picks up his movies really well these days. I mean, he, he's not the young Hrithik who will, you know. The good part about Hrithik Roshan and his evolution into, in, into, into movies, action movies, of course, is the fact that he doesn't hide his age. He looks too good for his age. And, you know, he's, he's well into his 50s, but, you know, he doesn't hide it. And he looks really good with, I mean, he's, his body's agile. His, you know, oh gosh, his dancing is fantastic. His action sequences land. And he's able to give twists to his characters like never before. We've seen that happen across the movies that he's done in the last two to three years. And we've seen him you know, in war, his opening scene with, you know, with like gray on his beard and his hair. Oh my God, he looks fabulous with, he looks sexier with gray. And again, here he has this very UP accent in his, very heavy UP accent in his lingo. Um, he hasn't hidden his gray hair. He comes across amazingly good looking and that's Hrithik and his and, you know, like every other Hrithik movie, the opening shot is everything and the opening shot is everything here as well. The movie starts with telling us about, um, I, I don't know if you know, but Vikram Veda, in uh, this Vikram Veda, the remake of a 27 Tamil hit with the same name, Vikram Veda. And it is actually remade by the same directors, Prushkar and Gayatri. So... Uh, they've added 20 minutes to the movie. They've added a lot of content, contemporary content to the movie. They've kind of made it a very different experience. But the original was Madhavan and Vijay Setupati, by the way. And this is Saif Ali Khan and Hrithik Roshan, where 
This is loosely based on Indian folklore, the story of Vikram and Vital, where Vikram is a king, uh, and, and the story is based on Vikramaditya, one of the most honest kings in the world. And Saif Ali Khan is a very honest cop. And he heads the special task force where his job is to capture this really sinister gangster called Veda. And similarly in Indian folklore, what Vikramaditya is supposed to do with Betal is he's a ghost, got to capture the ghost, but the only, um, only loophole to that entire capturing the ghost is like if the ghost talks to him and then Vikram opens his mouth and talks back, the ghost disappears. So Vikram has to go back and capture the ghost again. So this entire folklore is actually quite a big book of, of how many questions, moral questions, the the uh, ghost asks Vikramaditya, and every time Vikramaditya answers moralistically uh, with with the right answer, the ghost disappears on a tree, and then Vikram has to go back and capture the ghost again, and then again the ghost asks questions. Similarly, here what happens is three times Vikram captures um, Veda, but every time he's about to kill Veda in a you know quote unquote encounter where they stage his death. Um, every time he's about to do it, Vikram, Veda asks Vikram a question, a moralistic question, tells him a story, asks him a moralistic question, and the moment uh, Vikram answers, he's not able to capture or kill Veda because, he, because Veda questions his basic moral, moral, moral values and biases. So uh, it is a very well-written movie. It's different from the OG, even though the OG was a super hit. This is, again, you know, a differently written story about these two men who actually, in the end, come together and fight evil together. But then the movie ends with them against each other again because Vikram still remembers what his job is to capture, capture a, a, a gangster, and gangster remembers that Vikram is not his friend. But... Uh, it is so well written. But what I have to tell you is the scenes between Saif Ali Khan and Ritik Roshan. Oh my God, this fire, that chemistry is fire. They don't need a third person in the frame when the two of them are together. There's this entire scene of them fighting in the rain, which is captured so beautifully on railway tracks. It's just so beautifully captured. But what really hit me the most about this movie was the surprise cast. They, the bigger stars like Rithik Roshan and Saif Ali Khan did not need it, but um, India's heartthrob, Rohit Saraf, <laughs> he plays <laughs> Veda's brother. And uh, Ekta Kapoor's Dilhi Tohel lead, Yogita Bihani plays um, Rohit's girlfriend. And then in the inimitable Radha, uh, Radhika Apte plays uh, Saif Ali Khan's wife which is a very big deviation from the normal stars that movies would pick up. They were actually picked up stars from television and web, which has made all the difference in the movie in terms of supporting cast. Even, um, you know, the guy that, um, that uh, the, the guy who works with, the entire cast is a very varied cast. And I thought I appreciated that a lot because a lot of television and web stars don't get this opportunity to work in big blockbuster movies, and they did. So this is a very big thing. Um, it's um, the stories are well done. The uh, the cinematography is excellent. Lucknow with its narrow lanes and you know density of crowd and rundown structures, washed washed walls, rain washed walls. All of that play, play a very key role in the movie to actually get the tempo going. 
Uh, in more than two hours, two and a half, two hours, 45 minutes of the movie, uh, there is no time for you to get bored. Uh, there is a little, it goes a little slow when it, when, when the stories start, when Veda tells Vikram the stories, it does go a little slow at times, but then it keeps the interest alive because now you want to understand what is the question Veda is asking that will morally uh, stump Vikram again and Veda will disappear from his life again. <laughs> so all of that uh, really played well. Uh, Sefali Khan is brilliant. He has a very controlled performance as Vikram and he shines totally. But the movie belongs to Ritik. Ritik just, you know, and has very rustic avatar as the UP gangster with an accent. He looks darker, of course. I mean, everything unkempt, dark. He, oh, Ritik. <laughs> you can say you can tell you, you can tell I'm a, I'm a huge Riddick fan, but um, I think um, I think uh, the entire supporting cast did an excellent job. The music plays plays well into the tempo of the movie. On the whole, I haven't really liked a Massey movie in a very long time because all the big movies were such a big disaster. Um, but uh, I think safe Riddick chemistry just electrified this one. We love nothing more than songs from movies. So why don't we give you a movie app? I'm going to talk about the new Tamil hit, Funny and Selvan Part 1, created by our fa favorite director, Mani Ratnam. I believe he was a director and a producer of this movie based on the famous Kalki novel. And basically, the you would think the synopsis of the movie is pretty simple. There's this Chola kingdom and it's completely under attack, both from threats that are internal and external. There's the crown prince, Adita. There is the younger brother, Arun Mori. And then there's the emperor, Sundra Cholar, who are all for various reasons separated from each other. And they basically have one messenger going in between all three of them that are like getting their input on what they should be doing when all of these like outside kingdoms are posing threats, when someone internal is posing the threat to bringing the kingdom down. And you're like, it seems pretty straightforward. Now, plot twist. The person who's trying to bring down the kingdom from the inside is Aishwarya Rai's character, Nandini, who is the former girlfriend of the older, of the older crown prince. And she's plotting to bring down the entire Chola empire because her and her lover had to be separated for, you know, they had they had their fights and they had their reasons. But for the sake of the kingdom, he chose to, you know, be a man of his subjects and let his love go because he really needed to stay dedicated to his like his place as crown prince. And she's now like, you know what, like you basically just ruined my whole life. So she's trying to bring down the entire kingdom from inside wild wild plot twist and you think that's enough you're like okay wow these women characters like that's wild no throw in a, another love story of a spy who's in love with this gorgeous and super intelligent like chola princess kundavai who's played by actually a south asian actress trisha and okay that you're like all right the story gets complicated it's a little wild there's another story of Pungarali, who is this young woman who basically sails on a boat all the way from Sri Lanka. And she's trying to save like the second prince, Arul Mori. And you're like, okay, sure, that's like totally enough. Like, I don't need any more plot twists in this movie. No, 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 no. Wild. First, the first half of the movie is from the perspective of the first prince. And the second half right after the interval is from the perspective of the um, second prince. And it basically just like, 
picks up right after him, they go into battle. Now, did I think that it was a lot to take in? Absolutely. Like I didn't speak Tamil. I watched him mostly with subtitles. I was trying to completely understand what was happening. Was it easy? No. But do I think it was still an enjoyable watch? Yes. I think it was beautifully made. I think it was a wonderful story. I think they kept all of the most important pieces of the novel alive. And of course, my few things that um, I was really upset about was there were a lot of these side characters that I felt like completely added to the plot and completely added to the story. Like, for example, Pungrali, like her story, um, her story was so important but at the same time they didn't have a lot of time to focus on her motivations or her backstory specifically because I think that it's it's just a movie like it's just part one of, of a movie that is based off of like a really long novel and they didn't have the ability to flesh out her character as much as it should have been in all honesty so I think it took away from the grandeur of of this idea that there are so many characters that are completely juxtaposing each other and we couldn't see all of it but at the same time, I will say the main protagonist had their moments. Like this movie was so beautifully made. I show you by Bachchan, like, oh my God, I can't remember the last time I've seen her in a movie, but that woman pulling in as Nandini, the amount of emotion she so shows just from like her eyeballs itself. Like she'll look at you on screen and you're like, oh, oh, obviously you can understand that there's hidden motivation behind everything she does. So beautifully done, so beautifully done. And I think there, um, Vikram was actually the actor who played the older son, Adita, beautiful, beautiful. JM played the younger son, Arun Mori, beautiful, beautiful. And it was Trisha who played, actually, I think Trisha kind of paled in comparison to the other three actors, won't lie. But she, overall, overall, if I really had to say like, oh, should you move, watch this movie or read the book? Probably read the book. It's like the equivalent of saying, yeah, the Harry Potter movies were fantastic, but I'd much rather you read the book so you get the full details. However, it was beautifully brought to life. Like like the on-screen ideation of this whole epic kingdom that is being on, that is under turmoil right now is beautifully done. The cinematography was beautifully done. The CGI was beautifully done. It it kind of reminded me of a of a more um, KGF style movie. But if you're somebody who enjoys Game of Thrones and you enjoy strong female characters in times when like strong feminism wasn't a, a thing, you really will enjoy this movie. Now, do I believe you should watch it with subtitles the way I did? No, because I don't think I understood the beauty of the, of, of the whole concept. But if you are someone who can find it in another language at the very least, or you do naturally speak Tamil, please go check it out. It is so beautifully done. And I think like every penny spent on it was just, it was a beautiful watch overall, especially for the characters, especially for the cast, if nothing else. But I think this is a part one of the movie, part right? Part one, Yeah, yes. there is a part two coming. Also. It is already in production. Yes, already, they have already said that what in by next November is the release. Is that correct? Let me see. That's yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, well, any thoughts, M. Michael? Well, um, so so you know, uh, Money Ratnam is one who actually gave Ashwarya Rai a movie break in the first place. So it's apt that she actually is making a big cinema comeback with with his movie too. You know, especially after you know many years of not doing a movie. Um, which which is fantastic. I think he gives her a canvas that you know she explores pretty well, and what a fine actress she turned out to be, right? 
beautiful truly beautiful i think like we forget how gifted she is sometimes i saw her back on the screen and i think trisha is a beautiful actress and i don't mean to compare them at all but that woman expresses so much emotion with just one look with just one like i don't know with just one head nod with just like with the eyebrow raise like you can automatically tell there's more to her character in all the subtlety of her facial expressions. And it just goes to show how gifted she is and how talented she is as an actress. And I, I feel like she, she needs to make a true comeback. I know that she's taking less roles these days, but she needs to make a full comeback. Well, yeah. we can't, we just can't wait for part two. So it's a go, right? Absolutely, it totally is a go. Please be sure to watch it. Red, white, and brown with Daisies.live, Shreya, Mira, and Michael. And with that, we are signing off for this week. We will see you in the next one. Thanks, everyone.